The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. I know. I'm hitting it now. Um, Oh, uh, we're live. I was very happy. <laughs> it's Tuesday, November 3rd, 2021, 5.01 p.m. Eastern time. And um, it's cheese night, or is it? <laughs> uh, we are, um, I am exhausted and I've been trying to write uh, my paper all day. Ben has been on deadline. Ben has a surprise shirt. Okay, don't stop, Ben. I have to do a poll. We have to have people guess what's under your shirt. Um, and uh, and then I'm going to tell a story uh, for everyone. But first, uh, the poll is, what is Ben wearing under his shirt? Um, a dog shirt? No shirt. Uh, uh, um, saber tooth anchovy shirt. Baby cannon. Corvid. Got to include Corvid as I know. I know. Hold on. And then oh, also Steve, Steven points out that fluffy poodle shirt should be in the poll. But that's a dog shirt. It's true, although there has no. been a lot of speculation no. about Okay, okay. No. No. It's not, yes, not it's fluffy poodle shirt. shirt. <laughs> it can't be a separate thing. That's just that's not a good experience. Okay, okay. I'm okay. not gonna argue <laughs> with you about it. It's it's not that important. Uh, <laughs> um wait, um there was one more I was gonna a lion shirt. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, there's one more. Um, uh, Wizard Gecko shirt. Okay. And... Do I get to vote? No, I, yeah, I don't know. Do you get to vote? I do, actually. Okay. There you go. Um, and well, I'm just sitting here waiting for the poll results to come in. Um, yeah. It's very, it's a lot of stress. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Wow, it Lizard is... Gecko shirt is is cleaning up. Yeah, well, it's um, a... yeah. I guess it's because people know that. Have you talked about it or anything? The veneer of respectability, the like lizard people, lizard person? lie underneath. I I mean, I don't make a hissing sound. It's very creepy. You're creeping me out, Ben. Oh my god. <laughs> oh now I want to point out how much less this, nipply that shirt is. It, it's like, say, it is whatever you say about it. Okay, it is not on. nipply. Oh God! Hold on. There <laughs> we go. That's uh, okay. Are we done now? I, you know. 
not no we're just you, it did is. you see that video of that i uh, want to know you know how you said on, that... on the on the christian broadcasting network talking about how uh her husband was possessed by somebody who claimed to be ahasuerus or xerxes and then he wanted to have sex with her and then he ripped his face off and it was a lizard no <laughs> Like but why would I audience <laughs> members? You, you saw this, right? No one saw this. No, no, they all saw it. Put it on the poll whether they saw no. it. Uh, they no. totally see okay. Mateo's okay, so Elizabeth. Yes, they've seen it. Okay. Um, I'm just saying, we all have the lizard underneath. Oh, hold on one second. I'm getting a call from someone, and I think it's Hertz. Oh, okay. So hold on. Should I keep talking? I pick hello. Yes, it is. Put them on speakerphone. Good. How are you? What did you read? tried to submit a complaint on your website um, and to attach the five page complaint that I posted on Twitter that was with my reservation numbers and everything else. Um, but it was, uh, I got an error message um, when I tried to post it and it wouldn't go through. Um, and so that's the first thing that seems kind of irregular. But then the other thing that was really problematic was not just that she didn't have cars, uh, supposedly, but that every time I called, there seemed to be cars available, but at five times the rate that I had originally been quoted, which just seems a little bit like extortion. So I just wanted to see what that problem was. It also took me over 15 calls to finally get uh, a rental car. Okay, yes, we will make we will definitely make sure that gets addressed. So the way, uh, so our prices, they unfortunately, they, they do fluctuate. Um, it's kind of based off the time, date, and all of their information that's inputted into your reservation. So if you booked a reservation quite some time ago, the vehicle at that point in time may have been cheaper versus trying to book a new reservation because- the Yeah, I booked, I booked it. Yeah, it. I booked it four days before I showed up there. So I don't think that that was the problem. Yeah, usually the way, again, we don't necessarily generate 
the prices our reservation system does. So if a customer is trying to book a reservation on that particular day, then the price is quite higher just because it's kind of what we call like an in-demand rental. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, no. I completely understand, but I'm an attorney yeah. and there's a New York City consumer protection law that in fact is posted on the wall of your Brooklyn location that says specifically that if you show up within 30 minutes of the requested reservation time, I am due that car at the price that I reserved it at. And that was not done. And in fact, I was then told multiple times to call your corporate service number and to then have uh, where I was then quoted by your various corporate service representatives that I could, in fact, have a car, but at $1,800, which was almost five times what I had been quoted originally. Um, and so that's just the problem there is that um, you have me over a barrel. I'm basically trying to have get home for Thanksgiving and the holiday. Um, anyone in my position would be in that kind of position. And uh, you can charge me. There's a feeling that I have to pay that rate or I'm just not simply going to be able to have my Thanksgiving plans go through. Um, and that is, in fact, what ended up happening. I paid $943 for a rental that I was supposed to pay $414 for. And... Um, I also paid 100, almost $150 in taxi fees and lost 18 hours of my life driving around, trying to, or Ubering around, trying to find a rental car. So I'm just trying, I'm not, this is not your fault. You are just the poor person who was assigned to call me. I totally recognize that. But this is a problematic um, policy for anyone that has to, uh, that anyone who is in this position. And if it was just, you ran out of cars and you overbooked. That would be one thing. But the multiple people from corporate that I spoke to that said I could have a car, but it was going to cost me $1,800. That that seems problematic. Yes, ma'am. And I and I do see that complaint um, in your um, letter as well. So we can definitely make sure that that does get addressed. Again, there's really not a way around that because we, again, we don't enter the amount in our system now. Uh, I do see that you were charged the $733.94, and I am going to issue you a refund for that difference of what you were originally quoted. Um, what about the... what? a mistake on our part. I, I, I'm sorry. Yep, I, bought, I also had... A hundred and over about a hundred, a little under a hundred and fifty dollars in Uber charges to get to and from the various rental places that I was supposed to go to. Are you going to give me that money back? So what we can do is I can provide you with our email address here at Executive Customer Care, just because we have to have the proper documentation and fully assess the situation. So um, if you could please just email those receipts into us and we will review them and then we will be able to determine if further compensation is due. But again, I can't confirm if we would do that or not until we can actually um, review all of the receipts. We do have to have that proper documentation. Okay. What is that email address? So it is all lowercase, all um, together. It is executive mm -hmm. customer service at Hertz. Com. Okay. And what if like this tweet hadn't gone viral and hadn't gotten like 3,000, 5,000 likes and 
over 500 retweets. Like, what would my recourse be? What was I supposed to do when I couldn't send something in on the complaint um, complaint window that you had given that is on your website? So we do have other ways for customers to contact us, and it doesn't really matter how many retweets or responses it gets because we do treat all of our customers the same, and we want to provide them all with the best customer service. So if you weren't able to submit that complaint. We do have um, emails. We have several different emails. We have several different telephone numbers that you can contact us here um, as well. Um, but I did just want to receive additional information as to your situation and what happened because it, it does seem that it, you know, it is very concerning. We do want to make sure that we address all of our customer concerns properly. Okay. I understand that. And again, I know that you're, you, you're just kind of um, doing your job. I just wanted to say that the customer service number that I had was the same customer service number that everyone at the Hertz counters that I went to had. No one had any special access to any number. It was all the same number. And it all went to a, a call center seemingly um, outside the United States that um, I was hung up on over six times in the course of being put on hold. And I think I spent over three and a half hours on hold in total. Um, over the course wow. of 24 days so or 24 hours. So I just want to be clear that I, I called the numbers. I'm a person who believes in self-help. Um, I am an attorney. I thought I was very patient with all of this. I don't, I thought that my, my letter, in fact, was in good humor. Uh, and I never got upset with any of your representatives. And I don't think anyone at the counters did anything wrong. I think this is a problem with your policy. And there seems to be some way that even when you have price fluctuations that if I need to rent a car and I have proof on my confirmation that I have rented a car at a rate that that rate should be given to me, even if the prices have fluctuated, there should be some way to reflect that. Otherwise, it's just extortion. Um, you can also let them know that I filed a complaint at the New York State uh, Consumer Protection Agency and then also with the Better Business Bureau in New York City. Um, and uh, I can forward those complaints to the executive number that you sent me, but I'll be doing that later today. Okay, yes, that, that will work perfectly. We also here at Executive Customer, we do review the Better Bureau cases as well, so we will receive that. But if you would like to forward that information over to us, you are more than welcome to as well. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, and um, as of right now, uh, again, uh, I'm going to go ahead and issue a refund for that difference. It's going to go back to the American Express, and again, 1007. If you could just allow five to seven business days for that to reflect. And then uh, again, we'll be able to determine if any further compensation is due once we do receive that proper documentation uh, regarding the extra charges that you accrued. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Okay. Well, there you have it, a live customer service call for Kate. <laughs> That's our first year we've been doing in lieu of fun for 556 episodes, and we've never brought you a live customer service call before. But there it was, <laughs> successful. There was, a re <laughs> there was an apology. There was a refund. Um, and uh, tomorrow... I will pay my bills. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be fabulous. <laughs> oh my god! Um, well, that was hilarious. Um, On Friday, John <laughs> is going to have a a a 
a, a tonsil exam. We're, we're, we're going to bring that I to had this brief heart lot. attack in which I was like, I thought she was going to read my credit card number back to me. And I was, gonna, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that in your face. Oh, no. Um, okay, well, I was going to tell the story of what happened, so maybe I should do that, which was... Yeah, I think you should, because like there are some bewildered members of the audience now. Okay, well, you can kind of follow along at home. No, Tim, we're not going to have John do a colonoscopy. No. On oh, five. my God. It's not, I, that's not I appropriate. I am, like, shocked, frankly, just FYI, that this has become, has gone so viral. It has over 3,000 likes right now on Twitter, and it has been retweeted or quote tweeted over 900 times. Um, I thought it was a very mundane story that I tried to like put some humor into um, on this uh, on this thing. But um, to make a long story short, we had booked a reservation home. Thanksgiving is a very kind of rough time for me, us, uh, for personal reasons. Um, and uh, we always go home to or have Thanksgiving rather uh, with John's um, John's mom Uh because it's just like a rough period for, for us as a family. So it's very important we go home in, in, into Rochester. And then, uh, so we booked this car. I booked the car for about $343 with taxes. It was $414 for the week. I did a bunch of shopping around. I booked it at Hertz.com, not through Expedia or something like that. Um, and it was for noon on Sunday. And I left and to go to the rental car place, which is a few blocks from us, got to the rental car place like, a little after 12, not like within a totally within like 15 minutes of like 12. Um, and there's 15 people in line in the bot at the basement of this like car, like car park place. And um, I, I stand in line, I'm standing in line for a few seconds, few minutes, and people are like all talking to each other, I can hear one guy trying to call the rental company. And I go, what's what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, the rental car lady just came and said, there's only one of them. There's only her. And she's not going to serve anyone else after this guy with the plaid shirt. Uh, she just like arbitrarily picked a person and said, you weren't here or you were here by this time. Everyone else is late and your reservation is canceled. You violated the terms of your reservation. Um, like, I'm not serving you. Uh, and so... What's really confusing here is that we, you we could rent a car, like I rented the car at for noon and apparently the, the agency did close at noon, but like Hertz has to still serve you if you show up at noon for your rental car at noon, even if they close at noon. Um, so I'm like, okay, this just like, this is crazy. She's not going to really just stop serving people. And so I'm waiting in line. People show up plenty. There's like eight, nine people behind me, they slowly, like, they slowly leave. I have John call customer service. They're like, no, they'll definitely still take you. And he gets also quoted, like, if she goes to Union Street, which is like a few blocks away, a couple miles away, she can, um, we can transfer her rental there, but it'll be $1,800. To which I'm like, there's no way that I'm paying $1,800 for this rental car uh, for a week. Um, so I wait. And I wait and I wait and it's 2.15. I've been there for two hours in this basement without any service of like uh, any cell service. And I'm standing in this basement and- now, Wait, I, the first question we got to interrupt and ask is, were you 
in a murderous rage no. yet. How, how close did no. anybody come no, to dying? No, I was frustrated, here? but mostly I was concerned I wasn't going to get a rental car. I just was not, I just like. So like, not in a, like, like if, who if was here's I going to be? normal Kate mood and here's like a, de there's was, actually a dead I body. Was, you were kind yes, of like here. Yes. I was like mildly okay. annoyed. Because I'm going to keep okay, this yeah. measure. Uh, you're going to be surprised as, actually. Because I do. Because you stay yeah, kind of here um, well, the whole time. The story would be more interesting I know. if you got. Like, I know, which is, I guess, kind of why rage. I can't believe other people find it so compelling. But like, so um, no, okay. So who am I? Like, here, you remember we talked about the Stoic. We had what's his name, the um, Massimo. Um, I think his name is the the philosopher who had written the book about leading a happy life and kind of everything else. And he was you weren't on that show, but Scott was and. He came on and talked about how there are things you can control in life and there are things that you can't. And so I was just sitting there because I was like, I'm at this woman's mercy. Like, I have to be nice. First of all, it's not her fault. I have to be nice to her. If I'm mean to her, she's almost certainly going to not do me the favor of giving me a car. And if I and like, second of all, like, she's probably having a shitty day, too. It's 215. She was supposed to stop working at noon and she's still here right? Making an hourly rate, it hurts. Like this sucks in the basement of a, of a parking garage. So like, I'm not, I'm like, a, I'm kind of shocked at her behavior, but I'm not like blame, blaming her behavior. And I'm certainly not going to, to yell at her. So um, anyways, there's a guy standing behind me, a nice man with an Australian accent. And we turn to each other and we say, what do you think we offer her some money? And I, he goes, I go, how much do you have? And I'm like, I have like $42. And he's like, I have a couple 20s. And I was like, let's give her some money and see if we just pay her out of pocket for her trouble that we will be able to have her stay open. Right? This seems like a very pragmatic solution. It is not changing the economic incentives. That is just 100. Like, I'm just like, everyone else is. For, lucky for us, right? Because like the number of people that we're going to have to ask her to do this thing for is like slowly dwindling. People have left to go to Union Street. People have ex random people waiting in this line have exchanged cell numbers and have promised to stay in touch with each other because we're all so traumatized by like this hurts woman and like the hurts the like the hurts rental car experience. So like everyone has basically dissipated. It's me, Australian guy, and a guy that showed up at like 1245 for his noon rental. So who clearly has like no stake in this game and hasn't really been waiting as long as we have. Um, and so uh, Australian guy and I are standing there and Amanda, which is this woman, lovely woman, it hurts, uh, who looks very tired and it's two and a half hour, two plus hours after she should have left starts kind of closing things down and she's like, I'm sorry. No, no, I can't help you. And we're begging. And then finally we're like, we'll give you money. Here is money, like cash, cash dollars, lady. Like you are doing us a huge favor. We understand we're asking you to stay open afterwards, please, please. And she's just like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm still not going to do it. It's not, not worth it. We're not, you're not going to do it. And uh, she takes a brochure and she circles the customer so service wait, number. So wait, she turned down an actual bribe. Yeah. yeah. Did that make you respect her more? A little bit. But it also made me Because, like, it was kind of like, but, you know, 
like it would suck if she were totally corruptible. On the other hand, um, uh, it was inconvenient for you not to be able to get your car. Yes, and I also kind of felt like it wouldn't be that bad if she took it. She was doing something above and beyond her job, and like I was willing to compensate her for that. It, I mean, on the one hand, it was a bribe, and on the one hand, it was like a payment for services that was she was like kind of I don't know. Um, or a gift. Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's like, what's the difference between a bribe and a tip is like, as Ducks with Pan says. So anyways, we've got this. We're sitting there. She's not going to take it. She circles this customer service number. It's the same one John has now called twice that has offered us an $1,800 car and told us also to stay in line and be served by her. Um, and so I'm kind of like, I know this isn't going to end well. I know the second that I leave, my be my last best chance at getting this contract uh, met is like with this woman. And so I'm like very clear. I'm like, please, please, it's Thanksgiving. We're trying to go home, please. She's like, sorry, you should have like, sorry. And I'm like, you asked what I thought, whether I was glad I had more respect for her that you took the bribe. I actually was like, I was, that was one thing. But the other thing that occurred to me, Ben, and this comes in later in the story was, I was like, what? Like, why would she not, like, why would she really not serve? Why would she draw this arbitrary line? Like now that there's three people left and she could make three people's day or make a hundred bucks or do the right thing, whatever. Why is she so adamant that she's not going to do like anything else in this matter? Um, and that kind of comes up later. So like, I, I leave. It's like 12, it's 2.15. I'm exhausted and very cranky. I go home and John is there and he said, I'm so sorry. Like you haven't eaten anything. Let's get you some food. And like, also, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we call this customer service number and we tell them and we try to get a car. So we do. We call this customer service number. At 15 minutes later, I'm like hung up on like while I'm on hold. Then I do it again. Again, I'm put on hold. Again, I'm hung up on. Uh, then at some point we finally get through to someone and they are talking to us and they say, um, well, we can make you a new reservation, but it's going to be $1,800. And it's the closest one is at LaGuardia. And I said, I'm not going to pay $1,800 for a contract that you violated and like go all the way to this other place. And they're like, well, we can't do anything else for you. Um, Basically, you have to, LaGuardia has cars. That was what they said. LaGuardia has cars. If you go to LaGuardia, you can see what they do for you at the counter. But and you can give them your reservation number and you can see if they'll serve you there at the price that you were quoted. I'm like, okay. So now it's about three o'clock. And John and I kind of turn to each other. And I should also add that we had a, I don't even put this in the story, but we had a reservation we were going to make a nice relaxing weekend out of this. Instead of driving the whole six hours straight to Rochester, we were going to stay overnight at like a little inn that I had heard about that was really cute. And like, we we're gonna, it would cost like $400 to book and it was non-refundable. So that's like gone at that point, right? So there's also like that, like there's $400 that I'm gonna be out for like not having this rental and my relaxed weekend is gone but I'm just like quickly lowering expectations here. Now all I want is a car, any car, and this is just like something I hopefully can do. So if the people 
the nice people in India and the customer service support line for Hertz tell us that the best bet for a car is the airport. Then we're gonna go to the airport. So we call an Uber and we get in the car and we load Nina into the car and all of our stuff in the car and we go to LaGuardia. It takes 45 minutes to get to LaGuardia from my house. Get out of the car. We realize that we've left a, a bag, um, one of the one of our bags of stuff somewhere between the car and our apartment. Uh, it turns out later that it was left on the street, weirdly. Um, but that's like that part of the story you can tell later. But anyways, go in. There's no one at the, I'm like, there's no one at the Hertz desk. This is amazing. It's like Sunday at like 345. I go in and I say, hi, I have a reservation. I'm coming from the Dean Street location. Um, I talked to someone to customer service. They said they could help us. Um, they refused to serve us. And the guy looks horrified that this has happened to me. And then he's like, well, we can't pull up your reservation here. There's just like literally no way for us to do it. And I was like, well, can you make me a new reservation? They say, no, they actually locked our computers. And so we're not able to make any new reservations from our desk. The only way that we can make you a reservation is by calling the customer service number. So can I speak to your manager? So Amanda, the manager, different from Amanda at the Dean Street location, but it like comes and says, um, tells me the same thing. And so I'm standing there, I'm like, let's call. So she calls in her landline and she puts on speaker and we're on hold for 27 minutes of me standing with Amanda, just chatting while we're on hold, listening to hold music. And then it gets cut off. And then this happens again for 15 minutes. And then we finally get through to someone and they say, it's gonna cost you eight. We can make you a reservation for LaGuardia. It's gonna cost you $1,800. At which point I'm like, this is just like, you can't do this. Like you just can't do this. And so at that point, now I'm like here, Ben. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah so were we up to here mm -hmm. yet? Cause like here is where there's like actually a punch thrown. And it feels like we're kind of here and maybe and John, upwards. I should mention when we're in these types of things, like. And John who <laughs> trains in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and actually knows how to inflict bodily damage on uh, on, on recalcitrant uh, extortionist uh, um, hurt so, people. So um, basically, uh, I'm kind of just super annoyed and John trying to calm me down. I'm like, let's just leave. And so we call an Uber, $45 and another hour later, we're back in, um, we're back at our apartment. It's like coming on six o'clock, it's dark out. The bag that we had lost, John had accidentally set down on the on the um, sidewalk, and it is miraculously still on the sidewalk where he accidentally left it two hours beforehand. Uh, so we pick up our, that's like one positive. There wasn't anything in it but clothes, but that's one positive. We get our bag back, um, and then we go inside. And um, I have been trying to call and been hung up on multiple times uh, in the car ride, and then. We get in and I, John goes, I'm going to go pick up a bottle of wine and let's like, let's put together your standing desk and let's just kind of like make, forget this night. We canceled the hotel reservation. Um, we do whatever. Uh, we finally get through to someone at customer service who agrees to make us a, who makes us a reservation and then puts us on hold and picks up from hold and says, I can do this thing. I got an approval. To, to have this reservation. You have a reservation for a car in Williamsburg at the rate you were promised at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. 
You just have to get to Williamsburg at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So, okay, put it out of her mind. We put on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We have this bottle of wine. We order a really good pizza. We're like, oh no, we order a really good barbecue. We ordered barbecue. We decided not to order pizza. We said, order barbecue. It's fine. Like, we're just like putting together the desk together and we're laughing. It's like fine. And so, we wake up at 7 a.m., we pick up all our stuff, we put Nina in an Uber, we pay $45, we drive 45 minutes, and we get to the Williamsburg, uh, the Williamsburg Hertz, and there's two people working there. It's open, we come in, and I say, hi, like, I have a reservation. Here's my reservation number. Um, and this woman looks at me perplexed. She says, our first reservation is until 10. I go, no, I made this last night. She goes, oh, and she like looks through, she goes, well, you're on a wait list. There are three people before you. We don't have any car for you. And I said, no, you, there's been a misunderstanding. And she goes, no, we really like, you don't have a reservation. There's nothing we can do for you. At which point now I am like, like a little bit like this, like, um, and John kind of intervenes and we tell the nice two people working at the Williamsburg what we've been going through. And they seem genuinely kind of concerned and sad for us. They try making calls, but there's like nothing they can do. There's 17 cars. Most of them aren't in yet. There's three people on a wait list. So they have 20 people total. They have to serve that day, including us and 17 cars supposedly that are coming in. And basically this is just like what we, this is just like, this is like what, the, this is the pile of shit we're all eating together. Um, unexpectedly in the middle of this, on um, the middle of this Monday morning. Oh, by the way, it's like a work day. Like both John and I, like we're supposed to be not having to drop, to do anything on this Monday. We had been trying to travel on Sunday because we had work the next day. So I'm whatever. Um, anyways, so we're kind of just pacing around. We've got all of our stuff in this tiny nine foot by nine foot room in like this parking garage uh, where these two people work. It's, you know, it's, it's terrible. I haven't had any coffee. I'm in a terrible mood. I'm just like, my head is in my hands. And John is like about to call his mom. I know. No, I'm like more resigned at this point. I'm just like, I don't know what I did wrong. Like, why is this happening? I don't understand. <sighs> and so um, at what point, which point I say to the guy, listen, when's your first car rental supposed to be? And he said, 10. And I said, and how long do you have to hold the car for them? He's like, an hour. And I said, okay, so 11 o'clock is our first chance at someone missing their rental. And I think he realizes at this point that like, we will sit there all day in this tiny nine by nine foot room and like be in his way and be miserable for the entire, and that if someone doesn't show up for their car at the appointed time and then shows up three hours later and late, they're going to be just as upset and need a car just as much as we need a car now. And he's going to still have to fix that problem. So it wasn't like this was fixing anything. Um, so he's like whispering with the, the other person in the room. And then finally he goes, do you want to take this car that has a mechanical? We're like, what's a mechanical? He's like, it's not even the size that you rented. Is that okay? I'm like, oh my God, dude, do you think I care about like the car? Like, I mean, does it run? Like, does it have four wheels? I mean, actually it could have two wheels. I'd take a motorcycle at this point, like whatever you've got. And he's just like, yeah, the backup cam doesn't work. So it was about to go to the shop. And so like, do you, and I'm like, 
the backup cam doesn't, that's not even a necessary component of a car. Like most cars don't have backup cams, my dude. I also just want to point out that the Reverend Dr. Hillary Livingston correctly points out that mechanical is an adjective, <laughs> not a noun. And to say it has a mechanical is just the kind of... Um, Jargon. It's the kind of, you know, it'll actually push you into the so, murderous rage. So, yeah. Department. So, anyway, so they go, like, and we're like, he's like, okay, I'll get this car. This car shows up. It is a tiny little Kia Fiesta. It has, like, no gas. The backseat is covered in some type of mysterious fur. There is, like, like kind of stains all over the dashboard and the cup holders. And, like, it is the most beautiful car I've ever seen in my life. But I'm just like, yes, yes. And so she's like, okay, great. I'm going to check you out and get you out of here. So the other woman, Mysterious like. Mysterious Fur is a good name for a band. I know. So this, so we kind of are like, okay, we're going to check you out. And as she's checking us out, she goes, well, um, this car is going to cost you $943. She goes, well, what about the fact that we were promised this rate? She goes, oh, they never actually made you a new reservation. They just put a note on your previous like reservation that you should be charged this rate but i have to call my supervisor and see if my her supervisor isn't there i have to call my supervisor and see if she'll approve it supervisor doesn't know for shit what's been going on to us or anything else she calls her and she's the supervisor says no charge them the full rate i don't care what it says in this thing at which point john and i just kind of look at each other and we're just like okay we'll pay it so that's what you just got reimbursed for yeah so that's what i just got reimbursed for so we got reimbursed for that so, so now, but we're still at one hundred fifty dollars in Ubers and four hundred dollars for a for a missed hotel reservation, plus eighteen eighteen twenty four hours of our lives. So, yeah, well, they yeah. can't give you that back. I know. It I mean, that's out, like you know, yeah, you, when you've fungible. been in prison for a crime you didn't commit. <laughs> know. You know, they can they can compensate you for it, but it's like, like you're not getting eighteen year, years of your life back. Um, so they, we get in the car and we start to drive home and I'm going to leave the story there. I, that's like, that's like, we got home in one piece and I was exhausted and very cranky. Um, and then I wrote it up in a Twitter thread and the Twitter thread went viral today for some reason. I don't understand why. Because everybody cool. hates car rental companies. Well, there, I mean, I think I found the one thing that people hate more than Facebook. And it is hurts. <laughs> like, it's <Wow>. like, actually. <laughs> so while you were telling this story, I wrote a letter to Clothing Monster. Oh, my um, gosh. Right. Uh, exactly. Because um, I felt that inspired by Devin Nunes' lawyer. Um, uh, uh, so I want to read it to you all and share it. Because um, I, I, I noticed that um, this was... Uh, I had never noticed that there was actually a contact form on the Clothing Monster website. So you'll see I, I, I uploaded a file here for clothingmonster.pdf, which is the entire history of our correspondence. And it's got the order reference, so they can't you know, pretend that they don't know what I'm talking about. And I wrote, Dear Mr. or Ms. Monster, I just noticed that your website has an alternative means of contacting your good self. Here's another attempt to inquire after my poor fluffy poodle t-shirt. See attached correspondence for details. I am currently on a live stream show discussing the fate of my fluffy poodle. No, we're not. Um, 
discussing uh, uh, got to fix that. Um, uh, my co-host Kate Klonick just talked live on the show with Hertz Rental Car about the appalling customer experience she received over the Thanksgiving weekend. The audience inspired by this wants me to call Clothing Monster live on the show to discuss the fate of A Fluffy Poodle Shirt. Fluffy Poodle Shirt. Color me, not Fluffy Poodle Shit. Color me intrigued, but there's a problem. This is true, by the way. I noticed there is no telephone number for customer service on your website. This makes me concerned. Does Clothing Monster not have a telephone? <laughs> Does it have a country code in the Seychelles or something? Would you like to come on in lieu of fun show and oh, discuss good. why you don't have a phone number and what the heck happened to my fluffy <laughs> poodle shirt? Please let me know and send me a phone number and a fluffy poodle shirt. Warm regards, Benjamin Wittes. There, I'm confirming that I'm not a robot and I'm sending it. So you have all seen... Um, Oh, it was successfully sent. I'm, I'm screenshotting that. So I'm going to add this to the Twitter thread. Um, and now uh, you've all witnessed that I contacted Clothing Monster about this. So if there's any, um, if there's any doubt about it, uh, and Devin Nunez's lawyer is my representative on this, because um, this was her idea. Um, uh, I think we should go to audience comments on this whole ordeal you've been through, KK. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. I'm trying to... Uh, um, uh, let's see. Well, uh, how about... Okay, everyone, no one has audience questions that are like about this, though. So well, like, I think I mean, if you just, you know... People are commenting about it actively in the thing. So if you have okay. comments for Kate about this, um, yes, Richard, it is true. Uh, I, this is the first true evidence you guys have that I am not a robot, but it is dispositive evidence. I mean, I just want to say that, like, I think that there's, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I also feel uh, a little embarrassed because there's, I didn't read over after like after reading it the first time I didn't read over the letter and then I just posted it in image form and like there's like a bunch of little typos all over the letter and I feel really dumb for and writing gonna, a letter no but that's gonna uh affect your later life I mean you know like the, there's some you know important box that that goes in that's like when you want uh you know uh, uh, you know, someday you'll be doing an interview and somebody will pull that out and say, Kate Klonick, you're an important person and you've written big things and thought big thoughts, but did you have an apostrophe in I know. when it I was know. like the possessive I, I know. Um, uh, in a letter to Hertz? Okay, well, really? I'm just saying that I feel, I'm just saying that I, I feel, it makes me feel I'm, I'm, it's an, it's annoying, but anyways, I really didn't think anyone was going to read this. I, in fact, was like, if I really wanted people to read this, I would have written it in a Twitter thread. No one's going to read my, hold on. Let me see how many, I think it is. I think it is almost, uh, I think it is probably close to 
to 3,000 words of like complaint about a rental car on the holidays. Um, but I do think that it's, um, anyways, it's just, it's kind of amazing how universal it is to be screwed over by corporations. And um, for example, that if I, you know, there wasn't something like a law to um, make sure that can to protect protect consumers like how little power that they would have so this is actually serving to like not that i didn't already feel this way about uh consumer rights on things like uh facebook or twitter or whatever else but it 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 reinforces my belief that there should be some baseline in having um an answer to to these types of things um okay there's uh uh let's see hold on let me um oh wait no okay uh okay i'm writing on ev um the i don't like what i want to know i want ev to, to tell me i want you to tell me about what should i do next should i update this thread and like do Always update just... the thread. Even as we speak, I am updating uh, the uh, poodle shirt thread. But, but it... I don't want this to keep going on forever. Like, I know that sounds Oh, yes, like... you do. No, I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, it's like I've lost like half the day like of stuff I was supposed to do, like maintaining this thing. And it's like fun a little bit, but mostly it's annoying. And like the other thing is that like what I mean, well, I guess I'll still like they'll have to. I can still file a complaint and maybe there's like triple damages or something. I have to do a little bit of work um, to figure out what the, some people are saying that like states like Massachusetts gives you triple damages in this type of situation. Um, anyways, uh, I, oh, Ev. Hi. What do you think I should do next? Do you think I should just let it go and like yeah. disappear? Yeah, you're right? on a high now. You're on a high. What? You're on I. Yeah, I think I just so, let it go. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I update to say that they, I mean, but like they contacted me and what if they contacted me and I really do think it's kind of illegitimate that they, I don't think there's any way in hell that I would have gotten an uh, like a call from them from their, from their Oklahoma office. The phone number was in Oklahoma. They were called, it was a, it was an English speaking person, a native English speaker from what I could tell, because there was no trace of an accent. It was just like a very nice, wait, wait, you were listening. What am I even telling you this? You heard the thing, but there was like, my point is, is that every customer service person I had called, like there was like, there was no one that I could talk to that could help me. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Doesn't this seem very like inequitable? Like I yeah like that's yeah life. i know i know that's life but like why anyways like this shouldn't be this shouldn't be life there shouldn't you shouldn't be yeah anyways i don't know it's it's yeah i should let it go maybe ben ben just wants to keep talking about clothing monster what no 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 i'm you... done I, I i updated uh clothing monster with my my latest letter i i updated the thread um, I what just if instead them... of what what if they offer you 
a refund and your fluffy poodle shirt comes. Do you think I don't care that? about the I don't care about the refund. I just want the fluffy poodle shirt. Okay. Great. That's what I thought. It's but I I also want my letters answered. I feel like when I take the time to write correspondence. They're pretty funny. Like, that's I, I I put a lot into those. Yeah. I mean they were pretty funny. I really like Dear Mr. or Mrs. Monster. Um I mean you're also assuming that it's not a Ms. I have to say that that no, was No, I little... say dear Mr. or Ms. Monster. Every oh, it is. Okay. Never okay. Mrs. Okay, good. No, I don't assume that the female monster is married. Yes. Nor do I refer to married women by Mrs. Yes. Um, so, I, no, no. It's okay. Mr. or Ms. Monster. Um, do we have like an image of like I, what? I, now, there's Ms. a possibility that the monster has a doctorate. And yes, that that's true. unfair to both Mr. and Ms. Monster to not be calling him or her Dr. Monster. I would like, I would like to ask, can we, can we like, where do we think, where do you think um, Mr. and Ms. Clothing Monster, or where, where do you think they live? And in what type of abode? Well, I don't know. I'm worried that they're in like some shady locale. Oh, John H. found the phone number. Yes. I didn't. There's a phone number for it's. Wait, how, how did, did John H. Bring on John H. So let's I'm, let's okay, just talk. Okay. okay, hold on. Bring on John H. Um, it says contact us, and he gave a link, and that's how he found the number. It's down at the bottom in the left-hand corner. I already I can do this for you. Oh, nine one seven. Oh, I'm wrong. It's in I New York. It's a New York number. Oh. Hey, Ben. Thank you, John Hawkinson. Just oh, my God. So I have misinformed. Um, I've just misinformed the customer service department about their own customer service. I don't know. I sent them a letter saying they don't have a telephone, and it's sitting there right on the page. I just Googled clothing monster phone, and it came up first. So the hmm. power of Google. Should we call them? Absolutely. Yeah. Then call Clothing Monster. Is DC right. a, a one-party consent state? Oh, I don't know what DC is. Well, okay, then just may... close. You say this call is being recorded for customer service yeah, purposes. Yeah, that's enough. right. For for audit for broadcasting purposes. Um. Um. All right. Nine one seven. Um, seven two zero three three, three, three two, zero. Oh, two oh. Here we go. Call speakerphone. Can you guys hear okay? Yeah. Then it's still ringing. You know, it's not clear to me that they speak English anyway. They, they may only speak monster. monster. 
I think we're going to have to try them a different time. Okay, so Clothing Monster's customer service number is a cell phone. Hmm. Um, I, uh, uh, not sure what to make of that. It still has a, a weird kind of vibe to me. Look, I don't want to, I don't want any problems. Just like Kate just wanted her car. I just want a fluffy poodle shirt. I wanted my car at the paid for rate. I didn't even want it free. I don't want anything free. I just well, want I, I'm not, I don't want I don't want fluffy poodle shirt for free. Yeah. All right. We're, uh, we're this is the most self absorbed show we have ever done. Ever done. Ever. <laughs> I would actually I'm like very embarrassed about it. A little like almost as embarrassed as the typos in my shirt. I'm also starving because I've been like trying to write well, all day and you've been trying to write well, maybe all day. we should uh, feed you. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna have to wrap in like eight minutes, and in that time, I want to talk about what we we have for the rest of the week. So we yeah. have Scott is gonna come on tomorrow and play Where's nope. the Lie. No, 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 no. Change of plan. Oh. Uh, Stuart Baker is coming on tomorrow. Oh. Uh, 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 with for his uh, new bromance with Scott. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, who's Who's Thursday? Thursday, I have um, Jeff Kosef uh, oh, to talk I about like his, Jeff. yeah, to talk about his new book, um, United States of Anonymous, which is all about anonymity and anonymity is protected through First Amendment doctrine, which seems amazing. Um, and then on Friday, I have Noah Hoffman, who is a former Noah. member. No, you don't know him. He is um, currently a, I think, a sophomore or junior at Brown University. He is 28 years old, and he is a former member twice, three times, of the um, U.S. Uh, cross-country ski team. And mm -hmm. um, he has very strong opinions about doping in Olympic sports and has done a lot of re work um uh from like a lot of kind of activist work since he's retired i'm going to talk to him about what it was like to train for the olympics for most of your teenage and adult young adult life and then when he getting to tell people that when you're 26 years old that you've re you're retiring um is like kind of hilarious um and then i talked him into going to applying to brown so we'll see how that's going how do you know um, uh, through mutual friends. We just have like, I think I've told you there's, a, I have a bunch of friends who are very, very, John was on the cross country ski team at Dartmouth. Now one of our best friends is the coach of the cross country ski team at Dartmouth. Uh, there's just like a we vacation with a bunch of people who are all from that cross country ski team. I just know a lot of people on the cross country ski team world. It's a very small little world based largely in Vermont and New Hampshire. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so that should be kind of fun. And that'll be on Friday. And yeah, and then we're going to be in December. And I can't believe it's going to be December. It's kind of insane. It is going to be December. And yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, it snowed here this morning. Did it? Is yeah, that your first snow? 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but it was traumatic. You know, it's DC. When it snows here, we all panic and um, get upset. Yeah, I I know. Uh, I think I told you that the first winter that I moved to DC when I was starting law school was the winter of that 
February snowstorm in which there were three and a half feet of snow all at once and the city was paralyzed for like two weeks. It was quite it traumatic. Yeah, it was, uh, so it was very exciting. Rob in Maryland just shared in the chat that, uh, I don't know how he purports to know this. There's a bunch of websites that measure how good customer service is. At Clothing Monster has things. only 28 total customer service calls and only 7% of issues are resolved. Um, uh, I would say my duration of call brings down the average significantly, but uh, I, I, I venture the guess that the audience size for this customer service call was pretty big for them. So we're going to keep up the pressure on Hertz to reimburse Kate. No, I mean, like, I mean, they only need money back. I don't even really want the money back from the champagne because I would still give the champagne. Oh, the, I forgot that part of the story, Ben. I had a bottle of like Veuve Clicquot and like, I actually don't know how much it was worth. Um, no, uh, we were bringing it back for Thanksgiving and I gave it to the guy at the Williamsburg Hertz because he had helped us find this mechanical car to to like go home that was it. unnecessary dude I mean, no no he like yeah he was like going he was doing something he didn't need to do to rectify a wrong that he wasn't he wasn't at the helm of and so i thought it was very nice of him and it was like the least we could do um anyway we're gonna wow rob in maryland with the dirt on clothing monster he writes, this is a quote, never again, 1.0 stars. I didn't receive my order. Shipping uh, information not available. That's true of Fluffy Poodle Shirt. I can't even trace my package. I bought it as a gift 10 days before birthday on 7.29. Today, 7.16. I'm still waiting. Disappointed. Users' recommendations save your money and time. Don't use them. I love Clothing Monster. Clothing Monster are my friends. Every cool, fluffy animal shirt I own, except this one, which isn't fluffy, it's kind of menacing looking, um, is from Clothing Monster. I like Clothing Monster. I want them to send me my goddamn fluffy poodle shirt. I know. I, I'm, I think that this is a thing that... Why not? We've taken up far smaller hobby horses in our in our That's time right. doing this show, Ben. <laughs> All right, we have, we have spent an entire hour on relatively minor gripes. Um, uh, although Kate's is more is less no, minor than mine. Is um, it is still a my like everything is fine like nothing uh, that's like anyways whatever but, but it, it is interesting Thank but you. we're going to be back tomorrow we're going to close call clothing monster again we're going to call them every day why don't we not do that with stewart phone. baker ben <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> i think stewart stewart would appreciate this um i'm going to wear a particularly extravagant dog shirt for for stewart oh um, good because yeah, that's different from every other David ends in Y. <laughs> like that's like <laughs> all of that will start twenty-three hours and one minute from now. And until then, KK. We don't have fun any we can't have fun anymore, but we can have customer a mechanical. service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a mechanical. Bye, Ben. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>